Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode number 51. And this one marking uh, pretty much a year of Real Good Show at this point. I thought we were going to get to 52 inside one year. Didn't happen, but uh, still, fellas, feeling pretty good about things. It's America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. Justin Morissette with you once again. And with me, as always, marking one year is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. 49 weeks in a year. Got to 50 episodes. We did it perfectly. (laughs) It was awesome. So... Congratulations to us for somehow fitting it all into the 49 weeks that are in a calendar year. Well, it was and a leap year uh, last year, though. So wasn't it 53 weeks last year? Uh, no, it was 48 in a leap year. It goes down one week. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it was so 48. Better, so we, yeah. actually did, we actually did two extra episodes. <laughs> well, so we weren't a weekly show. Great job for us. Yeah, we weren't a weekly show at the beginning, but we said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do this. We're going to make it happen within a year. And here we are. 49 weeks later. Yeah. One calendar year. So many classic moments over the the, the last 50 episodes. Yeah. Do you have them all teed up right now? No. Here you go. (laughs) I will remember. But I was thinking if I was going to go away at some point in the summer, it'd be nice to like put together a best of episode. Just re-release the gorilla episode. That week. It's what the people want, Justin. Just that. Well, they could go back and listen to it though. If no, it's they the don't full know that. Episode. No, just re-release it. Yeah, the best of real good show. Is real just good show classic. <laughs> it's like ESPN classic. Yeah, RGS classic. Yeah, you even can watch those games. It was like you... a month ago. Yeah, well, it's, it's still a classic. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. And Harambe only go, grows nearer and dearer in our hearts as time goes. It on. Seems like a weird episode to choose your worst episode for your first classic episode. I guess yeah, you're not you're not a big fan. Of well, but it's like how you know they'll put Game Seven of like the '94 Cup Finals on ESPN Classic, and I I hate that game. But if you're a Rangers fan, it's great, and like we're Gorilla fans. Yeah, yeah, but it's no John's one, more no of one an else alligator is. fan. Yeah, exactly. He was hooting and hollering when that baby got eaten. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's me, all right. <laughs> Him and that. Or there's the leopard. There's right. the leopard too. You yeah, and yeah. And that, actually, the leopard. It was actually sports-related, too, because it happened at the Olympics. Right, that's yeah. true. Olympic torch relay. Yeah, and for some reason, they had a leopard, like, chained up. Yeah, and, like, like it, the old-school bear baiting. It got loose and attacked a soldier, and it's like, well, what, like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. This isn't like a kid falling into a gorilla pit. Could you imagine like, that's it? probably not going to happen. It's a ceremonial yeah. leopard. They it's just a had a, cha- yeah. a chained-up leopard with a bunch of, like, la- it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Krusty the Clown brings, like, a timber wolf. <laughs> on yeah, remember right. and then it's yeah, like yeah. oh like loud that's our word of the day and like all the fireworks and shit start going off <laughs> yeah, and the wolf yeah, just yeah. goes nuts that's yeah. basically what happened i know a lot of people sent that article to us saying oh you got to comment on this i didn't read it personally, oh, i got like though. multiple text messages about that really? yeah yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> people are just like champing at the bit to hear your dead animal take i guess yeah, so yeah not, yeah it's not uh could you imagine if bear baiting was still a sport, though? It probably is in like the Vancouver Grizzlies versus the, uh, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, exactly. That's not. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah. There you Chicago go. Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Okay. And who? How do you win? It's just who, whichever well, team has a bear left standing. At yeah, the exactly. End. Is bear I baiting mean, making them fight each other? No, or it's bear like baiting like a, was a bunch like, of wild dogs and like. Uh, no, bear baiting was. I think they just tied the bear to a stake and then goaded it. 
like I don't even think it was really a sport I th- per I, se. I, I thought it was like you you leave like a smelly trash can out that like attracts it, and then you shoot it when it's like eating the garbage. No, no, no. no bear baiting is where they're, they're that, chained that, up and you're that's like trapping. Them. Bear baiting yeah. was an ancient sport. Okay, but like that's when you're thinking about just trapping. It was a bear. dogs. Okay, according All right, to there the... you go. Yeah, the worrying or tormenting of bears it was popular in England until the 19th century. From the 16th century, many bears were maintained for baiting. In its best-known forms, arenas for this purpose were called bear gardens, consisting of a circular high-fenced area, the pit, and raised seating for spectators. A post would be set in the ground towards the edge of the pit, and the bear was chained to it, either by the leg or neck. A number of well-trained fighting or baiting dogs, usually old English bulldogs, would then be set on it, being replaced as they got tired or were wounded or killed. In some cases, the bear was let loose, allowing it to chase after animals or people. Do they have to like? Ta- do they have to tag out? Like they uh, tagged out like the dead bulldog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Elizabeth the first was fond of the entertainment. It featured regularly in her tours. When an attempt was made to ban bear baiting on Sundays, she overruled Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, but co- so I don't know what the point of the contest was, though. Like, because people have described it as like a sport. But, like, what do you... Well, which dog is going to get the kill, I guess? Uh, yeah, also, there's a section of the Wikipedia thing that says it still happens in the USA. Yeah, that's, pub- that's, that's present tense. Yeah, bear baiting is only known to occur publicly in South Carolina. Public bear baiting competitions are held in Spartanburg, Hickory Grove, and Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. Backyard events are <laughs> reportedly held throughout the rural areas of Northwest South Carolina during much of the year. Okay, someone has to confirm or deny this for us. I think we have a couple Carolina listeners. Don't yeah. We? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way... Oh my God! Apparently, this does still happen. How is this legal? It's, it's not it like backyard. Be. It's South Carolina, it's like I guess. A backyard wrestling fed, but like even crazier. Yeah, way crazier. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's they, like, they like smash chairs on the bear. <laughs> need to see it to believe it. We have clips of video footage. Okay, well we have to watch this. Oh my God! Uh, I will say that Conan O'Brien also has bear baiting on his show. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> yes, of course, yeah. of nice. course. Oh, okay. Well, see this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I wasn't sure if you're on a website that was like pro-bear baiting or anti-bear baiting, but the title of this video is Bear Baiting, South Carolina's Shame. Yeah, it was the Humane Society's website. But I don't... Oh, man. Okay, so, well, I mean, it's like dog fighting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It still happens. Except it's like interspecies dog fighting because you're making your dog fight a bear. Yeah, like, and the thing is, it's like the dogs are going to die, too, probably. Yeah. It's a bear. Everything dies. <laughs> and you're doing so it in your backyard? Yeah, like, that's weird. Yeah, where do you get the bear from? <laughs> well, you leave out the smelly garbage, obviously. <laughs> it just says the known public bear baiting events in South Carolina are operated by breed clubs associated with the United Kennel Club and the American Kennel Club. These associations Wait, the American Kennel Club runs bear baiting? Runs bear baiting in South Carolina. Yeah, maybe we okay. This maybe ca- maybe when we go to Oklahoma to v- try and find Bryant Reeves, we'll also take a trip and see a bear bait. <laughs> is that what you call it? A bear bait? Okay, I'm going on Snopes. The first result is Snopes, Carolina bear baiting. <laughs> I just can't believe this is real. What's it saying, Stefan? Mm, no, it's not actually a Snopes. It's the the auto result on Google okay, is Snopes. There's, there's actually no nothing article. on Snopes. So. Probably because it's true. I think it's so. It's all true. It yeah. seems like it's true. I mean, we did see videos of it that yeah. were not very fun to watch. 
Yeah, I would not recommend. I probably will not put that on the blog this week. You wouldn't? You're not just going to throw up the bear baiting video? I mean, I, you know. I'll ask Ryan if they're going to make like a bear baiting uh, air bait. <laughs> You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Your buddy Ryan, who works for Airbud Studios. Yeah, Airbait. Airbait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, it'll be Bearbud, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing That's in the rule book. It's not really. He's not really the bear's bud, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Bear enemy. Bear enemy. Yeah. Nothing in the rule book that says buddy can't kill a bear. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, bear bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he sent you some uh, some little gifts, did he not? Yeah. No, he gave me uh, a DVD copy of. Uh, most valuable primate and most extreme primates. But so we not, can watch those. Not Russell Madness. No, unfortunately. That's too premium. It's still too new for him to be giving away gift oh, you copies. You can't just give that away. Yeah. 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 The people need to pay if they want to watch Russell Madness. Well, they want to make some of their money back. <laughs> that movie costs like $16 million. It made $1 million at, uh, you know, just off DVD sales in like the first half. I thought you were going to say the box office. Well, it, it did not make no, a million. No, it was only the released office. in the theaters in Peru. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was talking to Ryan because they made uh, their most recent movie was called like Monkey Business or something about monkeys. Right. Yeah. And so uh, they're getting out of the dog game. It's all monkeys. It's a lot of monkeys. I mean, people love monkeys. Yeah. Uh, and so it was in theaters for one day, in one theater in Vancouver, and everyone who's there was someone who worked on part of the production. Yeah, like a family member. Yeah, and so there were like, like some kids carpet? there, I guess. Oh, there's like a car. There's like a welcome mat. Okay. Yeah. That was like when we, a buddy of mine was in Slapshot 3. There's a third Slapshot? There is. I know there's a second one. Yeah. And there's a third one that they made like a little while ago and it was like a lot of North Van hockey players and, and he played, uh, he played Toe Hansen, the illegitimate half Asian baby of one of the Hansen brothers. <laughs> and, what? uh, yeah, it's, this is all real. And, um, <laughs> And yeah, so the the whole the I can't. It's all kids in this one, and then the Hanson brothers like coach them. That's, That's like slap like shot the, buddies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like the bad news slap shots, and uh, yeah. So he plays Toe Hanson in the movie. So we rented out a theater, and because it was a direct DVD, oh, yeah. but we rented out a theater to play it. So it just is basically like that, like just to have all his friends there to be like, oh, this is cool. Like he's in this movie. Let's. I'm surprised they couldn't get Stephen Baldwin to come back for the third <laughs> one. Uh, I think, no, I think he might, maybe did he show up for the third one? I don't remember. Let me look it up here. He's the, they couldn't get Paul Newman, obviously, for the second one. Yeah, Slapshot 3, the junior league. But if Paul Newman going. won't come back, then the next best thing is Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, man, you take what you can get. <laughs> the Paul uh, Newman of the Baldwin. No, he wasn't in this one, but Mark Messier and Doug Gilmore were. Oh, that's And awesome. Leslie Nielsen. Uh, yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Maybe his final role, perhaps. Oh, that's really sad if that's the case. It might have been, yeah. yeah that's that's really <laughs> tough. But yeah, Trevor Chong is my uh, my pal, Toe Hansen. Let's take a look at the IMDb message board for Slapshot 3, the Junior League. Actually, that reminds me, the, uh, the whole, um, that being his last role, there was a good tweet about, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brendan O'Hare, who writes for, I think, ClickHole said that, uh, oh, he just retweeted it, and it's Frankie Munez being like, yeah, 15 years ago today, um, I was like the last person to see Dale Earnhardt, <laughs> or Dale <laughs> yeah. Earnhardt alive. Yeah, he, right before he got in his car, he, he Yeah, and Brennan O'Hare just like retweeted it with, uh, <laughs> Frankie Munez is the last person Dale Earnhardt ever met. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How's the uh, IMDb board? <laughs> Pretty good. So, so Saturday, September 27th, 2008. 
Gold Reiku One writes, do you think the filmmakers are, sorry, the title is In Memory of Paul Newman. I guess Paul Newman had just died. Had just died. And he writes, uh, do you think the filmmakers will slip something like this in the film due to recent events? And then remember Sammy Jankis responds, in memory of Paul Newman, we have burned all footage of this film. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty good uh, in uh, remember Sammy Jankis. And, uh, oh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, this person seems really angry. Agent Sands, 182. Maybe sometime producer Jessica Sands. Title, how do these movies get passed? Like, did people not watch this movie before marketing it or deciding that it should be watched again by, well, anyone? This was literally beyond terrible. I have both the other slap shots and don't mind picking them up every now and then and throwing them on. I will vow to never watch this monstrosity again. This was one of, if not the worst movie ever made. The acting was terrible. The story was laughable. Absolutely embarrassing. The actors seem to be kids who are nothing but cameos or one episode fill-ins for Smallville or Super supernatural how someone can watch this and say yeah people will like that i'll never know what i do know is they should be fired immediately terrible you know who it is for though it's like hockey teams on bus trips that's that is the target audience for this project we're gonna have teams that are on a long bus ride yeah yeah they're gonna put this movie on and watch it for two hours while oh hell yeah they don't give a shit beaver lodge or whatever yeah beaver lodge for sure (laughs) um but speaking of reviews review it we We, we got a good one yeah we can talk about (laughs) ways that people can help the program right now you can of course uh, head on to itunes (laughs) can you just read (laughs) this this one is so funny because who cares (laughs) this is in 2011 the movie came out in 2008 the uh title is soundtrack is terrible posted by jock and uh, the post just says, the music in the movie sucks big time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's it. That's the whole post. Well, uh, we got some music coming up right now that is uh, not that very doesn't well suck liked big time. by some people. But oh, I don't okay. think I was it say sucks it doesn't big suck, time. But. Uh, yeah, you can help the show by heading on to the iTunes store, leaving a, a review and uh, a comment there if, you, if you're so inclined. We do appreciate it when you do because it helps us with the iTunes algorithm and all that good stuff. Keeps us on the charts, as it were. And we like to take a peek at the reviews people leave in a weekly segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Disappointed. Yes. Yes. This is awesome. The worst episode ever. This review comes to us from Buster Posey's good friend, Hunter who, Pence. We can only assume <laughs> who writes the the show is radioactive. And he writes, few sports podcasts are able to catch the pure essence of what sports fandom really is. Caring about something for fun that is the least fun thing you will actually (laughs) do with your life. Furthermore, I agree with Stefan on everything. Why? Because he is always right. 
five stars. I didn't write that review. Yeah, oh, sure. I yeah, didn't. Whatever. It had a reference to your shitty radioactive bit in it. Yeah, but it didn't reference the gorilla. And it, Well, I guess that's yeah. true. At least it had Probably that. would have been from Harambe. Yeah, Stephen at least it had that going it. for it. But Hunter Pence, appreciate the review. Probably one of the greatest descriptions of this program that we've received in a review thus far. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're trying to do anyway. We're trying to make our misery seem so relatable. Well, yeah. I'm like the voice of reason because I don't have anything to be miserable. Yeah, about you're right you're now. pretty thrilled with how things are going right now. Oh, buddy, life is and life we'll t- is good. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things that's like supposed to be, you know, a, a, the pastime that takes your mind off of things, and uh, it's just pure pain and suffering. Just make things worse. Do you think like, it makes your own life seem less bad though? Like if you're so like if you're if you're like dumping all your misery onto hockey, then does it make your own misery? Seem it does, less? but the misery rubs off in the rest of my life sometimes too. Right, so there's also that danger. You're just in a bad mood because of this, and right. then people are like, "Why in a bad mood? It's just sports." And then you get in a worse mood, right? Because you're like, "Well, they're right. I'm a fucking idiot." Like, but you, like I'm you also g- really mad. So yeah, like you guys have never really still recovered from 2011. No. But like in the moment, like like how long did it take you before your mood was like sort of back to where you could just be like a normal? Like two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I felt like a normal person again afterwards. Um, probably pretty quickly. Like it took some. It took like maybe a week, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. But and yeah, I guess it we was... were like that's difficult because the wave of like pure joy en route to that. Yeah. Colossal heartache uh, was great. Like, For sure. One of the greatest things ever. Well, that's what I've said on this podcast multiple times, but you guys have disagreed with me about that. No, but that's why it makes it so much worse. So, like, I'd rather just not have any joy at all than have the joy and then have it taken away so from So you're me. enjoying your team more now than you did in 2011. Oh, I hate them now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're ha- but you just said but, you'd rather have nothing. No, I, 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 I'm on the way to just being completely numb. And I'm, I'm going to prefer that to, like, it's a, it's a long journey to being completely so numb. So you would rather be completely numb than yeah. come one win away from the Stanley Cup? Yes. Oh, man. I Dude, don't it's, think that, I it's that bad. I don't think I agree with it's, that. It's that bad. You have not lost a Stanley no, Cup I haven't. in Game 7. No, I haven't. But We've done it twice. Yeah, I know. But the sucks. only team in NHL history. To, yeah, yeah. I, like I know, but I just uh, I don't no, know. man. It's I'd I'd much rather have never gotten close to it at all. You know that expression? It's better to have loved than never <laughs> loved and lost, lost than, than never, never loved, loved at all. At all. That yeah. guy is a moron when it comes to sports. <laughs> well, just yeah, everything though. But sports and, especially. and women also. Well, or men. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We're an equal opportunist podcast. Yeah. Yes. but anyway, uh, no, I like 2011 just ruined me on like so many levels, and I'm just. I, I'm I'm not happier now, obviously, but like we were saying, we're on our way to being just completely numb about the team, and I'd much rather that than just coming so close and having it all ripped away. It's just the worst. Like you've never experienced that as no as a sports fan. I mean, well, I mean, we had uh, you know we had '93 was pretty was not great for yeah. us when uh, yeah. Wayne Gretzky split open Doug Gilmore and then. And then scored the winning goal right after. That wasn't great. But I was also only eight. Well, the, you know? yeah, like exactly. I, yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't like ninety four. I would have been seven and ninety four. So like, I knew that it sucked, but it didn't really matter to me at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Like, that's imagine a, game seven against Boston. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In round one, times like a billion. Oh yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I'm not it's, saying it would be easy. I'm just saying that I think I would rather have the like awesome like six weeks and lose no because then that six weeks is totally useless because now whenever i think <sighs> no no yeah, listen I, no because when you think of that memory you're like oh that was awesome 
you immediately think of what happens afterwards. Right. So it's just worthless. Yeah, okay. It just ruins the happy memory. But I'd rather just not have that happy memory. So if memory. you got divorced, you would say that you would your whole marriage, you wouldn't think of anything that was happy? Yeah, because it ends in a, it's how it ends. Uh, the uh, ends justify the means. Isn't that what that so means? So you want to like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, the 2011 playoff run? I just want to shoot myself. But <laughs> with yeah, a, or that. With a yeah. high-powered rifle. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was trying to think yesterday like why I hate the team so much right now, and it's not because they're like not a championship contender, because if you're a sports fan, you cannot expect your team to win a championship every single year and not winning a the championship. The Stanley Cup is like the hardest championship it, to win, too. Yeah. And it's yeah. just going to get harder because they're adding more teams. But like not winning it can't symbolize failure. Like why did you invest the time of the entire season and they didn't win? Because chances are they're never going to win. Well, you would hope that they will eventually. That's why you're a fan. They won't. Yeah, but realistically, 29 teams are all in the same boat and, yeah, every that's year. Exactly, it's yeah. soon to be 30. It should yeah. still be fun to follow, even if they don't win the championship. Right. But it's not at the moment because it's not just that they came so close in 2011 and didn't win. It's that they have seemingly since then learned every wrong lesson about what got them there and why they didn't win. Sure. And are only steering themselves further into the ditch forever, basically. Yeah, see, like that makes sense because if you think of the teams that have been as good as the Canucks were, and a lot of people say that, they were one of the best teams of the last decade, the way that that team, the way they were assembled. Pardon me. If you look at the other teams, they were all, they've all been basically perennial contenders. You know, the Bruins went back to the Stanley cup final in 2014. The Blackhawks have won three times. The Kings have won twice. Uh, Pittsburgh has now won twice. Detroit was in the playoffs every year. The Canucks are kind of the only team out of that group that were never really good again after that. But they that. were never built like those teams either, though. Like, not as young as those teams ever really. Like, the Blackhawks, yeah, that's true. when they were doing it, were all, like, 21, 22. Right, yeah, yeah, true. And they're still pretty young. True, but, but the I mean, if you look at the Blackhawks, they still, like, they won with three very different lineups. That's true. So, I mean, I know what you're but saying. But they were a team that was, like... It's almost like they have good ownership and good management. And it is, no, it is exactly difference. Like I think that, that might yeah, be the difference. Because to, ha- to be faithful... And, like, you know, be a, a, a fan of something and, and, like, be invested. You have to have faith that management is making good decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't had that for a very Honestly, long time. part of it as well is I hate 90% of Canucks fans. Right. Because they'll – if you criticize the team at all, they're like, oh, well, you're not a fan, which makes no sense at all. Like, if I'm criticizing this team and I'm still watching every game, like – I'm a bigger fan than you, yeah. if anything. And I am. And if you like Jim Benning, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. And you, you're wrong on so many levels, and your friends probably don't like you. You wouldn't be critical if you didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, obviously, I care. And there's so many people in this I watched this 82 city. games last year yeah. of the worst hockey I've ever seen. I went to multiple Victoria Salmon Kings games when I lived in Victoria, and they were bad. And they were bad for a team named the Salmon Kings. <laughs> like, they were bad. And I enjoyed that more because I wasn't as invested in them, for one thing. Yeah. Oh, there were a lot of fights, too. I mean, it was the ECHL. It's really bad hockey, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But th- like, last year was just horrendous hockey. This is the lowest scoring team in franchise history. This team's been around for 45 years, and they've sucked for most a of those lot. years. Yeah. And they somehow managed to, like, yeah, like and their expansion years, they were they scored more. Than and they people did. seem to ignore that and are like, "Oh, Jim Benning's doing a great job." It's what are you 
talking well, about? Well, there's a whole contingent of people who will pull the like, maybe, like, did you ever stop to consider the fact that this guy you're criticizing has spent his entire life being a scout and around the game and an NHL player, and he's an NHL GM. What are you? Not that. Which seems to assume that there are no bad NHL GMs. That if you're an NHL GM, like you're just good. Clearly, you're the you're the best man for the job. Otherwise, why would you have it? You always make good trades. You always make good signings. <laughs> yeah, and like and the appeal funny. to authority is it fucking pisses and it's me funny off because, so much because those you know what you know what you can do with the appeal to authority be like well. Adolf Hitler. I mean, look look how high up he rose, yeah, right? Yeah, they made him the leader. Obviously, I mean, he's doing something right. Yeah. And those same people who will, like, just, like, you know, sort of avoid criticism of any current regime's moves, who are like, well, he wouldn't be the GM if he wasn't smarter than you, will be like, well, the only reason this team sucks is because the last GM made all these bad moves. It's like, really? I didn't think it was possible for a GM to make bad moves. Well, that was the last GM. Yeah. He's not a GM anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. This GM is a GM. He, he'd still be the Which GM means he's good. if he hadn't made the bad moves. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah. this guy will never be fired. No, because he makes good. Okay, I want to talk about the tampering thing. Okay. Can we just talk about that? Yeah, of course. You can do whatever you want. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen an NHL GM do. Like, Ron Wilson did it in 2008. But he was also drunk. Yeah, and he was, like, not a terrible... Well, he was a coach, too, right? Yes. Yeah, he was the coach. Yeah, so that's a bit different as well, I think, right? He, like, drunkenly went on to the Leafs lunch. Yeah. And was like, oh, these twins, we're going to make a run at them. Well, I think the thing was, too, though, is that he was sort of, like... He was kind of asked like directly about them, like because Burke had got on a plane and gone to Sweden yeah, to yeah. go meet with the Sedin. So it was more kind of like they were like, "So, like, what's going on with like Burke getting on this plane?" And he was just basically like, "Oh, he's going to talk to the Sedin." And he was obviously. asked this like, on like June thirtieth. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, and that was before they had like the week long like grace period. Right before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was just like, "Well, he's going to talk to the Sedins." Like, and, and then it, he said it'd be nice. Uh, we're going to try and sign them. Yeah, or something. Exactly. Um, I mean, the whole uh, tampering, first of all, is stupid. Yeah. Because, like, is that going to make the difference? Like, if you're like, oh, we're going to go try and sign Steven Stamkos. It's like, no shit. Everyone wants to sign Steven Stamkos. Yeah, yeah. of course. Who like, tampering itself is dumb. But I'm saying Benning not realized. Like, okay, people are blaming the Vancouver radio hosts, uh, Sakaris and Price, for asking him directly about Stamkos and P.K. Subban. But Benning should just be like, well, I can't talk about specific players. Uh, but, but I'd like an offensive that defenseman. Caliber. I'd like a first-line center. That'd yeah. be great. That's not tampering. Yes. Yeah. So we plan to do everything that we can to get a player yeah. like that. But people are blaming. Even if there only happens to be one player in yeah. the world who is like yeah. that. We're I mean, hoping to get a right-hand shot centerman with blonde hair from yeah. Unionville, Ontario. His last name rhymes with Bamcos. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, we're. I mean, that's what we're hoping. We you, don't know. You can say the exact same things just in non-specific but terms. Benning, legit. Yeah, totally. So people are blaming the radio hosts, saying like, "Well, they shouldn't have asked him those questions." It's like, well, Benning should know better. He yeah. literally did not know that he was tampering. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, that's that's a fireable offense right away because if you're that dumb about something so obvious, how stupid are you about everything else? Like, we know the answer. He's very stupid very, yeah. about everything else. He's just an but, open book, though. Like, uh, Botchford was telling a story on Providence yeah. Sports Radio about a fan, uh, like, on the East Coast who was at the draft, who talked to Jason at the draft about this experience, that he saw Jim scouting some players in a CHL game on the East Coast, and he went up to him as a fan of the Canucks and was like, oh my god, hey, you're Jim Benning! And he was like, 
yeah, I am. You want to know what I'm doing here? And he, like, pulled out his book and showed him all of his notes and was like, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. This is These are the players I'm scouting. And, and the guy was like, this is awesome. But at the same time, like, why are you telling me yeah, this? Yeah, which is like, you know what? Like, I feel bad for Jim Benning here because he's, like, obviously a nice guy and he wants to tell people all these things. Yeah. But, like, you can't do that. Yeah. And it's, like, the most obvious thing. You should know that you're the you run this team. At the same It'd be time, pretty great though, if you saw like a police officer on the corner, and you're just like, "Hey, man! Oh, you're a police officer." He's like, "Yeah, you want to know what I'm doing here? <laughs> we think they're selling drugs out of apartment 501. Uh, do you happen to know anybody that lives there? Here's our whole investigation. Here's a picture of what we think they might look like. Here's the uh, last known associates, and uh, you know." <laughs> but it, like, I, I honestly like. Do you agree with me that? on the face of things that just based on what that tells you about Jim Benning, that should be a fireable offense based on what, what it's like. Well, if he's that, he doesn't know what if he doesn't is. know how not to tamper yeah. in, like, which is the easy, you just don't but say like, things. Like, like how hard is that? John Weisbrod doesn't know waiver rules well, exactly. either. But know? see, those are a bit more complicated than just, Hey, don't, Say a player's name when you're talking on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the easiest thing. It's literally just not talking. And they're just going to get fined probably like 25 and then to 30 El- Elliot Friedman interviews him the next day at the draft. And oh my God. I mean, Friedman's a pretty like smug guy, I think. He was trolling. He was. It was great because he's like smiling and you can tell he's almost laughing when he's asking Jim this question. So yeah. he's like, Jim, like, what do you think about, do you have anything to say about P.K. Subban? Yeah. And Jim's like, oh, uh, well, you know, I'm. Uh, he looked I'm really not, sheepish. Uh, I'm, I'm not supposed to talk common and other teams' players. Like, he looked. Like, I he felt, wanted I actually, to, though. No, he did, but I felt bad yeah. for him there. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you see him there, he looks so. Like, he looks like a dog that's been hit by a newspaper. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because, yeah, like, it's like we've said, like, and Durant said this on the podcast, and people say, like, he's a really nice guy. And he is. Like, he probably and just, like, he just wanted to be like, yeah, man, yeah, it's just, yeah, we're talking to Subban. He's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, we're going to, we're, I mean, we're trying. Yeah, and for like, sure. it's, it's, like, it's cool. Like, as a fan, you're like, well, that's, I appreciate your candor, Jim, but, like, you shouldn't be running this team if you don't know that. Like, it's just such a simple rule. At the same time, though, like, Mark Bergevin turning around and being like, he crossed the line, and this is blatant tampering, well, yeah. and I'm furious. It's like, you couldn't have been more obvious about the fact that you've been shopping P.K. Subban. Well, and Bergevin is called like, a press conference yeah, for no is, reason <laughs> other than to be like, no, we're not shopping. He's like the opposite of Jim Benning and like how he operates and just how he dresses and looks and talks, too. Like He's so far up his own ass. Yeah. So oh, it is yeah. kind of funny that like Bumbling Jim like completely... Trolled Mark Bergevin. Yeah, like Bergevin. That, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, Bergevin's you know? a dingbat. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel bad for Jim. He's just so far in over his head. Like, but it, it, I just don't want to see him anywhere near the team that I love. Yeah. Or loved. I don't even know anymore. Well, you might have a few years to go yet. I think two years. Well, here's another thing, too. I think so. We've talked about Willie Desjardins as like the buffer. Yeah. Like, he'll get fired, I think, in November or December or January, sometime around there. And it's like Jim Benning's kind of, like, buffer zone, where it's like, well, maybe it was Jay Dan's fault. Like, I didn't hire Willie. You know, he wasn't my choice. And when we were, Justin and I were at the draft party, they didn't mention Willie Dan once. They didn't bring him out once. They yeah. didn't show him once. Like, there was no mention of him at all. And to like, be fair, they kept everything pretty brief. Like, even when they announced that Matthias Oland was going into, like, the Ring of Honor next season, they were like... You know, Shorthouse came out and was like, uh, speaking of drafts, the 99 one was a big one. And that's when they picked our next guests, the Sedin Twins. And Henrik and Daniel came out and they were like, uh, we are pleased to introduce. I don't They're know French. why I made them French. Yeah, oh my French God. <laughs> Hello, I am uh, Enrique 
Sidang. We're pleased to introduce a guy who like <laughs> They don't even sound like that. They have like the nicest voices uh, of all time. We're pleased to That's Yannick Hansen. We're pleased to introduce a guy who uh was fundamental in shaping us as the leaders that we are today. One of our favorite teammates, Matthias Oland. And then yeah. Oland came out through the crowd, shield style, and he got on the mic and he was like, uh, you know, I played in uh, Tampa. He's Italian. <laughs> I played what in, is going on I played here? in Tampa for two seasons. Matthias Olandissimo. It, it never felt like home. Vancouver what the, now is he's a, a Brooklyn place. dock worker. <laughs> Vancouver's a special place. It's good to oh be my here. God. What is going and on? And then it was over. Like, <laughs> every person combined spoke for maybe like a combined minute and a half. I right. feel as though while you're doing your vocal impressions, we should maybe quickly do the... Uh, the Dennis Chalowski Oh, thing. yeah. Well, we were watching the draft. Yeah, uh, you guys actually went somewhere, a.k.a. Rogers Arena, to yeah. sit and watch your God, team. God, that was depressing. I mean, thank, thank you to Sam Anderson for bringing us along. Yes. Yeah. There, was, there was free beer. There was free food. Uh, I tried to get Justin to sit on the Zamboni. He was having no part you of it. Also told were you also told me to Were you allowed to sit on the Zamboni? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Francesco Aquilini was down on the floor. We were pretty close to him, and I was invited to go up to him in person and yell, please sell the team, and I refrained. I, I told, wow. I told I you okay. to DM him just to see if he'd like, look at his phone. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I think he's deleted the Twitter app. You would, it would think if so. I had yeah. to guess. Because he probably would have unfollowed you for that. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm assuming. I mean, I've done it three times He now. seems yeah, like he would have actually like sued Justin for that. <laughs> yeah, or that. Uh, but yeah, there was the NHL draft was on Friday. And yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of days later, the cold light of day, I like Ole Ulevi. Yeah. I like it. It's him. not a bad it, It's pick. more just, it's just how it went down. the best way it could have gone. Yeah. It went, well, it went down in the most Canucks way possible. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a player that Detroit drafted. Yes. Uh, called Dennis Chalowski. And he, yeah. uh, well, first of all, it was kind of strange to me that like a 40 point defenseman from a junior A league would be like a shoe-in first-round pick, which isn't to say that Chalowski's not a good player. He is quite good at Detroit that level. And, you know, they they know a thing or two about scouting and yeah. drafting. But just kind of weird that that's, like, where the bar is now for being a, like, touted A-level prospect. I think this is something that maybe we'll see more with, like, the analytics and stuff going up is that it's not just going to be points anymore. You know, I mean, I think we, th- we are trained to think of that, you know, like that's what the drafting is like, Oh, this guy had a ton of points. Makes sense that he would be drafted at a certain time. And maybe there, I think a lot of teams now are searching for that extra edge. So there's obviously something in a guy, but there's that like scored. Cause yeah, you're yeah, right. Like 10 like, years ago, a guy that scored 40 points in a junior a league is not going in the first yeah. round. I'm sorry. And there was like, well, Logan a, Stanley, did. 110 well. point forwards in the WHL that didn't even get drafted. Yeah. You know? so. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Trevor Cox, my former student led the league in scoring, wasn't drafted. Then the following year averaged a point per game. Wasn't drafted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was he invited to any camps? Uh, well, assuming. he's yeah. Well, he's he was last year. Capitals system. last year. Yeah, yeah right, and he yeah. actually made the Capitals main camp last year, which was pretty sweet. And then this, and then he finished off his year because he was an overager this year. So he finished off his year in the ECHL with the Quad City Mallards. Great name. Yeah, great name. And uh, so yeah, I don't know if he's like signed with the Wild. They're a Wild Farm team. I okay. Don't know, but, okay. But yeah, I, I don't think he has. So I think he'll be going to another. Well, he, he also had an open invitation to play Junior A last year. It's weird he didn't want to do that. Yeah, that's super strange. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> but anyway, after, after scoring a point per game <laughs> in the WHL, Dennis Chalowski. You don't want to come back and play Junior A? <laughs> weird. Dennis Chalowski was picked by Detroit. Yeah. Justin, and I just love his name. Yeah, it's uh, a good name. Well, I got to say it a few times during my days as a BCHL commentator. That's yeah. But uh, we also were enamored with the fact that he looks like a 12-year-old. Yeah, he looks well, like his, Stefan. His shirt was like too big for him. 
He looked like uh, someone dressed up for like his first communion in Yo, like his nice. dad in dad's suit basically. And he nice. had he had kind of like the the straight bangs. You know what I mean? Oh, I love it's that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chalowski's just a great name all around. Yeah, like uh, it sounds like uh, you know like. Guy who's working down on the docks in like the opening fifty seconds of a Law and Order episode, <laughs> like the guy that gets killed. Yeah, the docks. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. It's the like, victim's name yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chalowski, why weren't you at the party last night? Chalowski, Chalowski. <laughs> so congratulations to uh, for having the most law and order name De- possible Detroit broadcasters for getting to say that name in the future that's something to look forward to because Bobrovsky has I mean there's obviously like the, the Jay and Dan Bobrovsky thing yeah. you're off the case Bobrovsky but this <laughs> works better because his name his first name is Dennis yeah exactly yeah. like w- Sergey isn't as much of a what an old yeah. man name to have at 18 yeah. Dennis Chalowski <laughs> yeah totally it's yeah, sounds like the guy that would own your local Polish deli. Um, like someone named him Dennis Chalowski in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> Is that when the Dennis the Menace movie came out? Uh, probably around track. there. That was a great movie. Dennis the Menace. I remember when the kid that played Dennis was supposed to be this like breakout uh, movie star. No, 93. And then the second one, I think, was 1990. Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. Oh, yeah. I remember the... Uh, ah. 98 oh, direct-to-video yeah. sequel there so maybe he was named after the direct-to-video <laughs> this guy oh yeah this the menace mason movie. gamble that was the kid and he they i remember when that came out and they were like this kid is gonna be he's the next macaulay but uh that yeah no, he he was just in golf in the kingdom in 2010 that was his last thing uh golf in the kingdom the year is 1956 american philosophy student michael is traveling en route to india when he decides to stop at links of burning bush in scotland for one last round of golf before giving up the game for good he played uh ethan hawk as a child in the film gattaca, gattaca yeah there you go nice. um, <laughs> but uh before we move on from the nhl draft um i did want to say that like you know Ollie Ulevi is not a bad prospect. It's not a bad pick at all. The problem is, and this kind of ties into the tampering thing, Benning just said too much. Yeah. And and Lyndon also, they just spoke too much over the last four months. And John, you were saying that like, you know, JD Burke from Canucks Army seemed to have a connection that indicated that they were going to pick Ulevi as far back as like five months ago. Uh yeah, I think it was like two months ago he posted, he just said, uh, the Canucks are gonna take Ulevi with the fifth pick, book it. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> he w- turned out to be correct, obviously. Yeah. But like since then, you also had like at the end of the season, they did like that season ticket holders meeting where they were like, "We're definitely going to take a defenseman." But then in the, like the four weeks leading up to the draft, they were like publicly salivating over both Matthew Kachuk and um, Pierre Luc Dubois, and basically said like, "We're going to take one of those two guys." So yeah. get ready for one of those two guys. So whether you wanted them to take a defenseman or a forward, whatever you wanted them to do with the draft, you were promised both. So ultimately, a lot of people were going to be disappointed no matter what happened because they just talked too much and promised too many conflicting things. So maybe this slap on the wrist from tampering, if it makes him quiet down a little bit, isn't the worst thing on multiple fronts. He just go sit in a corner wearing a dunce cap. <laughs> I like it. But the draft is probably a very different experience for you, John. Yeah, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I had a nice time. Yeah. Yep. Austin Matthews, New Jersey's look great. Kirby Reichel. Kirby Reichel. I don't, I don't understand the people. Reichel, I like that you gave is it, it that. Is it Reichel? Is it yeah, it's Reichel? He's, he's Warren Reichel's son. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the people, I like Reichel makes him sound like a, like a European fashion yeah. designer. I'm wearing Reichel. There's a lot of uh, Toronto fans who don't seem to like the new uniform. I love but it. Like, I don't know what their how, problem is. How do you screw up a Leafs uniform? I, yeah, you can't almost. <laughs> and it's just the thing that I don't understand is like, it's uh, to me, it just, I love it. It's so simple. I love that they made the logo bigger. That was like their whole thing that they wanted the logo to be like one of the bigger like front logos in sports because their team's playing for the logo on the front, not the name on the back which is like, whatever, it's kind of a little bit hokey, but at the same time, it's a beautiful logo. It's so. also just less dead space on the jersey. Exactly. So you I thought know what would make it look great. better if it said fucking Toronto? Oh, yeah, Toronto, right like over the top of it, just thing. a giant word mark. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Um, you guys aren't hosting you know the Olympics, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Pardon? You guys aren't hosting the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, that's true. We so don't have to have an identity. It's not like a fashion thing that people yeah. might buy as a souvenir. Man, I remember when the Canucks did that, and it was still one of the funniest things ever to me. It's it's kind of like it's gotten better over time, I guess. It's like not as bad, but it's still not good. Yeah. And It uh, apparently is based off an old Vancouver team, though, from like the 50s or 60s right. that, that had Vancouver. On I think the, they yeah. had Canucks over there. Yeah, top. something like that. Right. Yeah. Still, anyway. stupid. Yeah. It's, it's bad. But yeah, the Leafs jerseys I love, like they look exactly like they're kind of like 1930s. Like they were just going back for that simplistic thing. Like people that didn't like it wanted like two stripes at the bottom. They wanted a shoulder yoke. They wanted all these things. I was like... I don't know. I just the simplicity of it is great, and uh, it's going to look pretty good when uh, Matthew's name is on the back of it, or Stamkos, or both. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt Kos. That that's the other thing with people being like, why didn't the Canucks draft a forward? This is a team that can't score, and you're drafting for positional need as defense when this player won't be ready for like four years. He'll be and ready like, when Benning's gone. I think four years is a little bit of a stretch. And your positional needs will be different at that point because you never know what's going to happen between then and now. And this is also a team that traded their like most NHL-ready forward prospects for a seven-point defenseman and basically like waiver fodder centerman depth yeah uh I don't say that about marcus granland <laughs> <laughs> he's the best granland um i god i forgot about marcus granland but yeah, he's gonna be on the team he is just the most inoffensive player yeah well peop so people are like bland. well they're, they're gonna get their scoring help from a unreastricted free agent they're yeah. gonna they're gonna land one of those big fish yeah, yeah troy brower go. he's gonna score 12 goals for us everything. next year yeah, yeah. lucic and erickson here they come well apparently lucic uh doesn't want to come here which yeah why i heard would that he? who, sa who said that again uh rob williams oh well said he had sources say that it's very unlikely I mean, I can understand that. He did say he was never going to come back here again. I'd rather have Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson. Well, he did have 30 goals last year, so I guess he might score some. But then again, Verbata had 30 goals. He's still super old and is on He the is old. Line. Well, he's okay. He's my age, so okay. let's ease up on the <laughs> super old talk here. But uh, It's not a long-term solution, no matter what Oh God! Well, it's and, and, and signing him is pointless. Like Your team's not going to be good for three years they Well, they want to compete next one year. One player yeah, is, is not going to change anything with no. this group no good branson is because he's the big tough d-man <laughs> the canucks have been needing for years god yeah yeah your guys <sighs> team sucks but in any case mine is getting get better and that's exciting for everyone i felt happy for all the leafs fans thank that I you know. that's very i know i, I like told you to it. fuck off when you guys actually won the wow, lottery i understand that was a tough time but like, for you you know it was it was it was a good good to see people being happy 
Yeah. And maybe someday Stefan and I will know that feeling again. No, right. we, we won't. Oh. But maybe, like, if the Canucks move, I'll be able to choose another team to be a fan of. You could just do that. The Canucks right have, now, like, really never to. drafted well, too. Like, it's hard to get excited when you really haven't. No. I mean, there's like you've no, had a few guys, you know, Sedin's. Like, Ron DeLorme is still here for some reason. Kessler. It's like yeah. if you were and a they, doctor and, they, and, you, and you killed, like, two people a year by accident. <laughs> They never, like, take a flyer on guys with, like, high skill ceilings. No. All of their late-round picks are like, well, if he tops, if he makes it, if he tops out, he's going to be, like, a fourth-line winger or a seventh defenseman. Yeah, Taylor Ellington. Well, it's, it's pretty hard to find those guys, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Like, they're yeah. not just everywhere. Yeah. Like, you can't just pick them up on waivers whenever you want. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> you know, or no, sign no, no. them at any point No, yeah, it's not like season. Brad Boys and P.A. Parenteau. Or trade, like, a seventh-round pick for them. When it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Why why trade a seventh round pick for someone who when you can is use a fourth liner exactly. when you can use a seventh round pick on someone who might be a fourth liner <laughs> in six years check exactly. and mate boom perfect strategy uh yeah and also like I think it's kind of crazy now you think about like all the stuff that's been done about drafting but like how any NHL franchise allowed the Sedins to be on the same team was crazy. I mean, that was a gift for everybody that's got to enjoy watching them play together. But I like, mean, Burke gave up a lot of assets to make that happen. I though. guess, but even still, to be like, it was pretty clear that that's what was happening, is that they were going to get both Sedins. Like, I feel like that was pretty insane. Like, that the NHL, like, if I was all the other GMs, would be like, okay, listen, we're not putting anyone in a position near the top of the draft where they might get both these guys, because if they go together, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Well, because would they like? Do you think they would have been as good without each other? Like, would no. they? They might even be out of the league by now. I don't think they win like back to back Art Ross trophies. No, because I mean they struck. Though, though like, technically, they did do that in seasons when the other guy was injured for the bulk of the season. Right. So. But it was like I, I think that they because they were not that good when they started in the league. So maybe they would have just never been good. They would have had less pressure though. I think too. Yeah, maybe. I don't think they would have been like inserted in NHL lineups as early as they were either no probably not anyway um, yeah that's probably yeah, enough NHL. about hockey yeah yeah for sure but uh, we are yeah. now one week removed from a historic nba finals yeah what a it, comeback has it really settled its place in history over the week that we have not yet talked about it god only knows i don't know i mean i just th- it's just so funny to watch the uh all the lebron haters now are like back on board sort of but then also not like it's just a weird yeah, the, the Cavaliers and the Warriors did, like, a double turn in the yeah. middle of that series. Yeah, it was very weird. It was like Austin Brett, WrestleMania 13. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so strange. I don't... Um, okay, I, I posed this uh, on, on Facebook. You guys can see if you agree or not. Like, I kind of think that be- with all the, like, development of Twitter and all this stuff, like, I don't know if we're ever going to have, like, legendary players again. Like, it's just... Well, they get critiqued way too much. Yeah, like, we've accepted who the legends are. It's like Jordan, Gretzky, uh, you know... And we don't appreciate them while they're happening in front of us. Yeah, like, so we have legends now, but then, yes, it's not only that we don't appreciate them, but I would argue that, like, 20 years from now, people are still just going to be saying, who's the next Jordan, not who's the next LeBron? Like, that there's not going to be this, like, 
they're just not going to be looked at ever as like legends. Like the people that we've made legends, that's it. They're well, not. And if be Twitter passed. was around back with Jordan too, like especially when he like retired, yeah, and it was like for you know for gambling, obviously, yeah, yeah. he was like suspended for a season for gambling. Like crying Can Jordan would have been crying a lot sooner. Yeah, <laughs> and like the pressure would have been different back then too, right? For sure. With like social, you know what I mean? Like who knows how, what that would have changed back then? So I think you're right. But like, I I think it's also like a little bit like. And this is obviously a completely different medium, but it's like your favorite SNL cast is the one that was on when you were in high school right. and you were yeah, staying yeah. home on Saturdays and watching it. Um, like we are, you know, the narratives at this point are largely dominated by sports writers who are of the age to be the age that we are now when Jordan was dominating. So he's their guy, basically. And uh, if you go 20 years in the future... Does that next crop of sports writers who take those guys' places change the narrative to be about the people that we're watching now? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying is, like, I'm not sure that they would because we're seeing young sports writers now still shitting all over LeBron and being like, well, whatever, you know, he's he's no Jordan or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? I like, f- like I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's mostly old guard guys, though. Or it, like, I don't no, know. it's not. Or, or like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot a. of young Smiths idiots, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many people. Like who, that's what I mean. I just feel like there's going to be a lot more debate. Like to me, it feels like Jordan, Gretzky, those guys. It's like because like there was no debate. It was just like this there, is there the was guy. no medium for a debate. Yeah, there was no medium for a debate. It was just like this is the guy. This is the best player of all time. Period. Whereas now there's all the, yeah everybody has an opinion you can find whatever opinion you agree with but like, like if you hate LeBron you can find forty news articles tomorrow that are on your side even when I was like fully buying in with LeBron as like a sports heel like a great villain of the NBA for right. for doing the decision and like just you know the overall pomposity of that whole yeah, yeah. production okay. and going to Miami with all these all-stars and not one, not two, not, you know, all that stuff. He was a heel for the way he presented himself. Like, you know, the million dollar man or whatever. It, he wasn't a, he, I didn't hate him because I thought he was bad or overblown. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the reason that he was the villain was that he was the best and he wasn't carrying himself the way you might like. I don't think the skill came into question, but that might just be for me. Well, I'm just saying, though, like, I think that people don't even care about the skill. They're like, I don't like him as a person, therefore he is bad. <laughs> like, you see that a lot of times. Like, with Crosby, I think, is a great example of a guy who is like, yeah, we've t- and we've talked about it on the show before. Oh, Cindy Crosby, crybaby Crosby, blah, blah, blah. It's like... How do you not enjoy watching one of the best players of all time play hockey? Like it just—it's nonsense. You yeah. know what I mean. So that's the thing is that I think we have this weird generation that puts the personality over top of the player. A lot of times they're like, "No, I don't like LeBron, so therefore he is bad." Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, and that's—it's not just restricted to basketball or hockey. It's kind of every sport that like the best guy doesn't play for my team, so fuck him. Yeah, that too. You know. Which yeah. is like, you know, I don't know. That's just. I, I like that Crosby and LeBron won championships within like five days of each other. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. At, at the point where you know, if you go back a year, we're talking about them being like surpassed by the next generation of superstar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're both like within days of each other, being like, no, no, not done yet. Oh, for sure. Because like this is their prime right now. Oh yeah. We we talk about these guys like they're over the hill already. 
and Crosby's 28. Like, yeah, and LeBron's my age. He's, he's 30? 30. Yeah. yeah. So, like... Or he's 31. Like, I'll be 31 yeah. this year. I think yeah. he might be 31 already. But yeah. yeah. But uh, still plenty of time for them so to... So, yeah, just uh, that was the whole thing that was weird to me is that I just think that, to me, LeBron winning should cement him as, like in the pantheon with Jordan, Magic Johnson. Well, and Jordan how he won, like too. Whatever. Like, he yes, yeah. Like, just carrying the team. Like, Jordan yeah. never played on a team that bad. No, and leading in points and assists and rebounds. Literally and all those, every, like, every major stat, stat category. category. Which no one's ever done in, like, a seven-game series, yeah. let alone the finals. Yeah. yeah. So it was just... And, like, putting up back-to-back 41-point games yeah. in games five and six, and nobody's done that since Shaquille O'Neal in his prime, and you think about the game that Shaq plays versus the game that LeBron plays. Yeah, exactly. Like, Shaq did that with a lot of, like, rebound putback points, basically. And, and like, Kobe getting him the ball. Yeah. Or, Le- or him rebounding for Kobe, one of the most prolific shooters. And LeBron did that shooting from everywhere and basically doing it all. Yeah. It's insane yeah and don't get me wrong Kyrie very good Kyrie, Kyrie might, was he might be LeBron's Pippen he might be LeBron's Pippen but yeah. but yeah it just I mean it still felt like it was LeBron's championship and to also make the final six years in a row is insane yeah to make the and, final for basically half of the seasons that he's played in the league yeah and consecutively and not have your body break down and all that stuff I mean you know he has had injuries but for the most part, you know, they that's what they say is like, you know, you make a championship is very hard to even make it back one year. Yeah. Which like you look at Golden State, they were obviously very beat up by the end of the sure. series. I well, think and Curry, Curry was beat was... up before he even entered the series. Yeah. Uh, but like Iguodala was their shutdown weapon on LeBron last year and again for like the first half of the series this year. He's like obviously not healthy at all. Yeah. When LeBron is going off For towards sure. the back end of that series. But at the same time, the Warriors beat up on an injured Cavaliers team last year. Yeah. So, like, as much as you want to say, well, they were in the final last season and that long trek and being the number one team, everybody's bringing their best to you every night when you're going for this record. Like, you know, it's not like the Cavaliers had an easy road either. Though they did. No. They. People will say they had like the easiest road to the finals in terms of the teams that they played. Well, it was de- it was easier, yeah. Than the it was Western easier Conference. for sure. The but, East sucks, but it's not like the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors gave Cleveland some good games, yeah. For sure. I but, mean, they won well, two games, yeah. but they were you know right there with them, playing just as many games last year. Yeah. So it's not oh, yeah, like they sure. were more rested, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just a great final. Yeah, all around. Really good to watch. Very yeah, and I think we have a clip of the week related. Yeah, to we, we have do. several clips of the week. We actually. do. Uh, well, congrats to a listener, Tom Hanna, of course, who was from Ohio yep. and got to, uh, to taste victory. He was the guy who ate the horse poop. Yeah, he literally <laughs> tasted victory. Yeah. The horse's name was Victory. <laughs> if you haven't seen the video, it's uh, a Cleveland fan during the parade eating, and he's like he's like seven feet tall too. Yeah, he's a huge, huge dude. dude. Yeah, and he like stumbles over. And like grabs this huge chunk of horse shit off the ground and just takes a bite out of it. And then everyone's like, oh my God. And they're like cheering for him too because everyone's like super drunk and stoked. Yeah. And then he like throws it up in the air and catches it in his mouth. Yeah. It's wonderful. And it's, it's, just, it's horse poop. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Just eating shit uh, with no hesitation whatsoever. Cause when it's I like, would do the same if the Canucks won the cup. Eating Greatest shit moment with no of hesitation. Your life. Sounds like Clay Thompson. Um, <laughs> 
like you know topical there's, there's a lot uh there's a lot to be happy about oh, yeah. absolutely and, and we talked about the, the that's how i would celebrate my happiness too being like a showdown of i would eat horse poop if the connects you may that. now kiss the bride and eat the horse shit i would actually eat horse poop if the like that's how happy i would be yeah the, I don't, who knows what the I'll two do. crowned kings of basketball basically going head to head curry lebron like you know it's a, it's a battle of of the halves these guys have already done it all but Cleveland has not had anything, so good for them. Well, and it was LeBron's whole thing, right? He went back to Cleveland to bring him a championship, so and he good does, for him. And his obligation has been met, and he can leave now and go do something else. Apparently, that might happen, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is crazy. But in the meantime, they are partying in Ohio, which brings us to our first clip of the week. Uh, because, of course, every championship team hears from the sitting president uh, in terms of congratulations. Yeah. Here's an excerpt from Ty Lu, coach of the Cavaliers, on the phone with President Barack Obama. And it is wonderful. Okay. Congratulations again. All right. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. President. Tell, tell JR and everybody to put on a shirt, though. Okay, I will. I definitely will. <laughs> Can't be just walking around without a shirt for life. <laughs> okay, I definitely like will. A whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Not Shumper taking off his shirt. Yeah. Reed taking off his shirt. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if you feel like that, you know. Yeah. I guess if you're in decent shape, you can do it. That's it. All right. Take okay. care now. All right. Thank you. That's That's just like... You can tell Obama is in full. I do not give a fuck anymore. Well, yeah, mode. like there's not going to be like when when a team wins next year. Like, what's Hillary's congratulatory call going to be like? Congratulations on winning the basketball game. <laughs> yeah. What? No. What was the? Uh, how did uh, um, fucking Ted Cruz the hoop hoop ring? Oh, what did he? Yeah, I think he called it a hoop ring or something. Hoop ring. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Or ba- no, basketball. Basketball ring. ring yeah. yeah. Put the ball in the basketball ring. Should be like congratulations on putting many balls through the ring. <laughs> And more than the other team. More than the other team. Yeah. Therefore winning. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved I loved his uh, little laugh at himself too. Tell JR to put on a shirt. (laughs) 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 Just yeah, just the president of the United States being like Come on, man. Yeah, he throws down a come on man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. You can't just be running around with a shirt off. Oh, I love it. Speaking of socialism. Yeah. Yes, uh, because if it was President Bernie Sanders, which it won't be, but if it were, uh, we'd have some commentators who might be pretty upset about that. Because in our secondary clip of the week, well, we'll just let Vin Scully take it away. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. <laughs> so was the player at the bat Venezuelan? I have no idea. What prompted that? Uh, that I don't know. Justin, is there any context in that article? Uh, yeah, it just says Milwaukee Brewers infielder Herman Perez. Okay. A Venezuela native was at the plate, which got Scully onto the topic. <laughs> But, the, but yeah. he said, speaking of socialism, which I don't think is, I'm sure his broadcast partner wasn't like... Uh, well, did he say speaking of Venezuela or speaking of socialism? I think he did say... Uh, I thought he said speaking of socialism. Replay it. Socialism failing to work as it always does. Oh, okay. This time in Venezuela. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's still kind of out of the blue. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I love Vince Maybe Scully. they were talking about like... 
guys like spreading the hits around or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes. I don't like socialism in baseball. I think you should have one guy on the team that gets four hits every game <laughs> and everybody else gets one. We should all be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how every Vin Scully like random aside like that always inevitably switches back to being like anyway Owen two yeah it's, <laughs> it's so not even great. a segue it's just well like it's 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 uh, it's really good when it happens in the middle of it yeah like it like it didn't happen there but if he was just like socialism failing to work as it always does this time in Venezuela and that's a single up the middle <laughs> yeah Crawford is in at first. <laughs> Now back to socialism. Uh, <laughs> no just, food to eat. Yeah, no food to eat, and you wonder why. Well, he, it, wouldn't, he wouldn't even say now back to socialism. He's just yeah. got like two separate yeah, like, audio right. tracks yeah. going. Like yeah, both right. sides of his yeah. brain are clicking at the same time. It's, yeah, com- it's like, commentary and anecdotes. Yeah, I guess it's like when you get – it's like stand-up comedy, I think. Like I'm at the point now where – some of my jokes I've been doing for long enough that like I can be thinking about other stuff while I'm saying them. Like I don't have to be like focused on every word I'm saying. That's like muscle memory. Yeah. It's like muscle memory. I can just be talking and thinking about like, Oh yeah, I got to do that thing tomorrow. And so maybe that's like Vin. He's just like the baseball part is just like, he's done it so many times. He can just be, yeah, just, Oh, Oh, and two, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. I like it. Now this is the other sporting thing that's going on right now. And you two are soccer fans. We are like a bit of footy here we, and there. We do. Uh, I mean, I don't call it that. But <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. But but <laughs> I don't think you, any grown man can, does. Well, I you, like a bit of footy. Can you tell me? Because I feel like the Euro Cup is usually not that big of a deal. Like it's nowhere near on the level of like the World no, Cup. No, it's fairly. It's fairly. This big. one the, feels really big. It's the secondary tournament. They, yeah, they, I'm, I'm aware that they that's get bigger every time. Though is the thing. Well, this year they moved it to 24 teams. So yes, yeah, so there's more teams. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard more about the Euro Cup than I have this year. Uh, well, it's always been a big deal. The last I mean, one was pretty big too. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I think they're they're always big. I, I, the Euro is one of those things that uh, you're sh- and you're showing your ignorance by calling it the Euro Cup. That's like a like a true footballer hates that. All right, it's well, just Euro. Sure, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, I, just for your own future broadcasting reference. Uh, Mike, Mar- Mike Martinago actually is very upset when people call it the Euro Cup. Really? You can go back and look at his tweets. Yeah, he he hates it. But anyway, Euro is like the thing with Euro is that. It's a, always a big deal when it's happening, but then it's like the but, results but then, of it don't matter. Yeah, after like, it's done. yeah, like you for like I you forget unless it's something really memorable, like when Greece won, uh, the when Greece won Euro in two thousand eight, I think it was or with was the boringest team of all time. Oh, it I might have been two thousand four. Two thousand four, I think. Yeah. So they won with a super boring team. Uh, the, but that the, was the, like, the New Jersey Devils of European. Yeah, soccer. exactly. But that was like those are the things you remember. But otherwise, it's like oh, Spain won the Euro. Good. Everyone thought they were going to win, and then they won. Cool. Like it's not something you think about. Like it's not like the World Cup where that's you win the World it's Cup. Like that's a lasting going down. image. Yeah, it's a super lasting thing for sure. I mean, obviously, for people in those countries, I'm sure winning the Euro is like something that they remember. But it's not. Yeah, it's not that like lasting kind of thing where you're like, yeah. It'd be like if you're a, a team in a sport you don't care that much about won a championship. It'd be like if the Raptors won. Like I'd be like, oh, that's cool. The Raptors won. That's awesome. Like, wow, that's great. But I'm not or a big basketball guy. So it's just kind of like, okay. It's like in hockey terms, it's like Canada winning like the world championship or yeah, like the world, the world Cup. Yes, Cup. exactly. Instead of the Olympics. Exactly. You know? Totally. Like, well, yeah, that's a better example. It's nice, but whatever yeah exactly 
Yeah. Yeah, like the la- like the last World Cup when Canada won and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And then they brought out the trophy and I was like, "Oh, right. And this it doesn't like mean anything." <laughs> a series of mirrors designed by Frank Gehry basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Was that like 2006? Uh Yeah. Think? No, it was like no, 2004. It was 2004. I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Yeah, yeah. Vinny LeCavalier was like the number one player on Team Canada. Shane Doan was on the team. Kirk Maltby. Yeah. Oh. God. That was Chris Draper and Kirk Maltby were both on that team. It's very strange. Yes. World Cup of Hockey 2004. That's like the idea that you need to assemble your team to have grinders on it. Yeah. Freddie Modine was the uh, leading scorer in the tournament. <laughs> that should Sweden. yeah, that should tell you about Here's the everything team, about the team Canada. Jay Bomeister, Eric Brewer, Martin Broder, Shane Doan, Chris Draper, Adam Foot, Simone Gagne, Scott Hannon. Danny Ooh. Heatley, Jerome Ginla, Ed Jovanovsky, Vincent LeCavalier, Mario Lemieux, Roberto Luongo, Kirk Maltby, Patrick Marlowe, Brendan Morrow, Scott Niedermeyer, Wade Redden, Robin Regeer, Brad Richards, Joe Sackick, Ryan Smith, Martin St. Louis, Jose Theodore, and Joe Thornton. Simone Gagne is kind of an interesting player to me because, like, my memory of early 2000s hockey was that he's like a very important player, but I don't yeah. think that he actually was. No, he oh, was he was really good. He was really, really good. Just really, just really like good. Team yeah. Canada told me that he was. No, he, he was, was really, really good. good. He yeah. seemed to disappear. What, what was though, his best season? Pretty quick. Uh, he had 79 points in 05 06. Yeah, he had a 47 goal season, a 41 goal season. Yeah. So, so he, yeah. he was good. Yes. He was very good. Yeah. So yeah, the 03 04 World Cup. Yeah, he wasn't as he was. He had twenty four goals, twenty one assists for forty five points. He sort of fell off at a younger age than most guys like. I that think he had do, concussion though. problems. Oh, uh, oh, for sure he yeah. did. Yeah, well, uh, but answers that. Does that bring us to our third clip it of the week? He also of. led that World Cup Canada team in scoring. He had ten points. Yeah, yeah. I just seemed seemed like or a no, guy sorry, who was like better on the international stage than he was. Yeah, that was the, the World Championship story. The World Cup of Hockey, he only had two points. Oh, well, fuck him. Uh, but yeah. our third clip of the week this week comes to us from the Euro. Yes. Uh, Iceland. A, three, a three-prong clip of the week. In Love action it. against Can you Austria. tell we don't have much to talk about? We didn't have a, a clip of the week last week. Yeah, yeah so no. We're so we're just ready, yeah. And uh, we had some of our former clips of the week set to music by Yerky21 last can't. week. Yeah. Uh, I can play one of them on the show. So mm-hmm. uh, the Bangra version of Benino, Benino, Benino you is can play, play us out with that, maybe. After the program yeah. comes to an end. So look forward to that later on. Uh, but in the meantime, we hope to set this one to Sigaros for next week's program. It's a big moment in Icelandic soccer. They've scored now. He was already screaming. And, yeah, that's like, you know, we featured that Dustin Forbes call, partly because he's my say. buddy. Yeah. But that, like, you know, the funny part of that was that he, like, squeaked a little bit. That's like squeaking the entire time. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's a bit of a bigger deal. Yes, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> but still. It's spectacular. It was pretty amazing. And, yeah, and w- like we were talking about, uh, basically the Iceland players coming down the wing on a two-on-one, and he's already losing his mind before they score. They don't actually score until he yells, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but before that, he's just yelling that the guy's coming down the wing with the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a three-on-one. Yeah, for sure. Which and, is soccer. And he's jumping up and down and dancing in the press box. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's people who are like, where's the professionalism? Why aren't you being a pro and doing your job? Oh, and all bias. those people live in North America and they can go to hell. Exactly. They think LeBron sucks. They <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck themselves. Uh, yeah, no, that was awesome. The game tomorrow should be dope. Iceland and England. Go Iceland. Good, uh, should be a good one. Yeah. I think you Iceland, I think Iceland's going to win. Common misconception about Iceland. It's Greenland that is covered in ice, but Iceland is very nice. Yeah. Well, they're, they named Greenland so that people would want to visit it because it sucks. And they were like, hey, we'll give it a good name and people will come here. And Iceland is very nice. And they were like, we need to keep people away. <laughs> Niceland. Um, but yeah. Uh, that was a quote from Mighty Ducks 2, just in case you guys didn't get oh, there. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna make a Gunner Stahl reference. Yeah, that was that's when he goes on a date with the Iceland trainer, and he's like, "So, how's it like living in Iceland? Like, you just just covered in snow all the time, or what?" And she's like, "No, she's like common misconception. It's <laughs> Greenland that is covered in ice, but Iceland is very nice." She was played by Bjork in her first <laughs> screen role. Um, uh, Greenland. I, I want to. I don't know why it's named that. I mean, its real name is Kanalanet Nunat, but. I do Denmark. think it is because they were like, this place sucks. And Denmark would have named it Greenland. There. So let's see why they named it that. Go ahead, though. You can continue here. I was going to say, should we take a dip into the uh, Twitter mailbag? I think we point? should, yeah. But, uh, John, you can continue looking that up. In the meantime... You are actually right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was the early Norwegian settlers who gave the country the name Greenland. In the Icelandic sagas, it is said that the Norwegian-born Icelander Eric the Red was exiled from Iceland for manslaughter. Along with his extended family and his thralls, he set out in ships to explore icy land known to lie to the northwest. After finding a habitable area and settling there, he named it Groenland, translated as Greenland, supposedly in the hope that the pleasant name would attract settlers. The name of the country in Greenlandic is Kalalalitnunat. So I was right, because obviously. Um, <laughs> and the Kalalit are indigenous Greenlandic Inuit people who inhabit the country's western region. I'm so tired of early Norwegian settlers bullshit. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Eric the Red, who the he fuck was, like, do you banished? think you are? He was exiled from Iceland. For apparently. being like too... Vi- he's a Viking, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did he do? For being dope. I guess. But it's not, it's not like Greenland was their like Australia, like their island prison colony. He just was like <laughs> told to get out and find anywhere to go do whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds this pretty is, good, honestly. Wow, there's actually a lot of Thai people in... Uh, but I love this. They, th- This is their... They actually count their minority groups. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, this is the nationality. These are the significant minority groups. There are 197 people from Iceland. <laughs> Just counted. There are 164 people from Thailand. <laughs> 137 very, from the Philippines. It's a yeah. very accurate census. It is. Uh, man, I would love to try and read some of these names. Holy Christ. Look at these like city and municipality names. Kasutsup. A lot of cues. Yeah, there's a lot of cues. And we have a lot of cues. In the Twitter mailbag. Boom. It's letter time. It's letter time. (laughs) Twitter time. It's letter time. What am I reading? Letter time. Letter, letter, letter time. You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. 
Stefan, anything good in the Twitter mailbag? Go. There's this actually week. a city here that has two Qs in a row. How do you it, pronounce that? Itakutormit. Ooh. I don't know. I've never seen a word, even in a different language, with two Qs back to back. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Justin, this question Log is kind of this, this is for you. It's from your roommate Graham, and okay. he asks, "Which athlete would be the best roof repairman, and can he or she please make it stop raining in our kitchen?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys are having a tough time over there. Well, right? it, it would probably be a CFL player because oh, that's, that's like their off-season off job. job. I was going to say a, sl- a, a slam ball player if they could bring their own trampoline <laughs> and they could just get up to the roof. Yeah, because uh, somebody is just making it rain in our kitchen constantly. There's a hole in the ceiling at the moment. And it's not, yeah. a, uh, it's not a rap artist. No. <laughs> at least no. it's yeah, nice rain. today. Yeah, so I don't think it's dripping at the moment because we haven't seen any uh, precipitation recently. But if you want to help me be able to pay to fix the roof in my apartment, please head on over to our Patreon campaign, www.patreon.com slash realgoodshow, and help me keep the lights on and fix the leaking hole in my ceiling. Okay, I believe I have found some CFL players who roof. Uh, Hold on here. Off-season roofers? What did you do a Google search for? Uh, He he did a Google search for CFL players. (laughs) CFL playing roofers. That's what I wrote. No, you know what? It was an ad that was like attached to the article, I think, oh, unfortunately. No, really? uh, Too bad. This is from Tom Hanna, who okay. mentioned earlier, and he asks, we've seen dogs and monkeys dominate sports and movies. What's the next animal to have their own sports movie franchise? Uh, I'm going to say they're going to take a cue from uh, Sidney Crosby and the gang and have hockey playing penguins, real penguins. I'm going to say um, physically disabled cats. Because <laughs> that's kind of like grumpy cat. You know, he's like this ugly little cat, right? And that's like that's like the popular thing. Like yeah. cats go viral like the more disabled they are. Which sport is like still yet to be explored as an undiscovered country for animal sports movies? I think like rugby might be the only one at this point. Or bear baiting. Doesn't have a, <laughs> that doesn't have an animal sports movie, rugby? Yeah, or cricket. There's probably not a cricket one. There should be a cricket. A cricket yeah. playing cricket. Yeah. Makes no, I was going to say a dog sense. playing cricket. <laughs> it's yeah. cr- cricket is way too small to play cricket. That's yeah, exactly. true. Air wicket. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I want it, I want it to be a sport that would just be impossible for the animal to play, like whale basketball or something like that. Just they just lays on it's the just court. like a dead whale yeah, it's just on the a court. Dead whale, just hoping for the best. He'd be like a the the goalie in hockey. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah dead whale yes, line exactly. across the. <laughs> That's a really good end. idea, actually. I like yeah, that. no one's scoring. I know exactly. Oh, no one is scoring. That's nobody's even getting behind the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Spe- accurate. Speaking of hockey, uh, Dink Magic asks, could you shit out a puck if you had one in you? Could I shit mm. out a puck? No chance. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, wh- I guess I'm trying to think. I get like either but way. How would it get in you? Because you'd have to cut it up to get it in you. So you could. He didn't say it. if it was whole or not. Like if it's a whole puck. You wouldn't like be able to ingest implanted. it. surgically implanted. Yeah. But then you wouldn't be able to shit it out anyway because it's not like it's going to go into your digestive system to be shit out. Yeah. If it was cut up, I guess you could. You could, yeah, you could poop. It so out. you could, yeah, because you would have to cut it up to eat it. So yeah. then you could cut it. But like so an entire puck, I don't think I could. I think it would just get, it would just get stuck. Well, there. it's also vulcanized rubber, so you would be horrendously poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that. So you would, would you die you before you were able to shit it out? Before super possible. Yeah. What about could you Probably, put, could definitely. you could you put one in your butt? <laughs> well, that's a different question. Like I think if it was tapered, if if the NHL introduced tapered pucks. <laughs> Yeah, then probably. I think you could do it. Oh, yeah. As it stands right now, it's it's a circle. 
Yeah. yeah. You can just put like a disc in your ass. <laughs> well, well, some people might be able to. Well, you have to, but no, it's one of those things where you'd have to like stretch it out first. Like that you have, you put the butt plug in first yeah. and there's like a puck on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. As like the plug part. But then it's not really inside you, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. This all makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Either way, I'm going to shove no, a puck I in can't there. do it. I could probably do the second. <laughs> I don't know. I've never put anything in my butt. Oh, I, I haven't either. I'm saying I could if like it's more well, realistic than know? the first one. No, I'm not, I'm the couldn't shit a puck out. I could put one in my butt All if right. if my life depended on it. I will see what your uh, what our <laughs> anatomy expert yeah, says is possible next week. Yeah, there you your go. Mom I think she just disowned me. <laughs> wow, you've said that before, and she keeps coming back. That's true. Uh, Insane feels guy asks if a kick returner is running and his pants fall down and everyone can see his dick. Does that make him a sex offender? <laughs> <laughs> like that episode of nathan for you where he has to yeah. get out of the handcuffs before he exposes himself to children i think if it's an accident you can't be a sex offender no i don't think yeah. so because that has happened before where guys well lebron showed his dick on tv well, that's true, or if somebody yeah. like you know pulls your pants yeah. down or yeah. whatever you're not responsible for that if it's no. on purpose i think yeah like if you're if you before the game you're like i'm gonna go hey. out there i'm gonna show my dick to everyone hey buddy pull my pants down yeah then I think there's there's a case to be made. <laughs> then it's a premeditated pants. And you show like no contrition whatsoever after the game. You're like, yeah, I'm glad everyone saw my penis, especially <laughs> the children. Yeah, because that was a thing. And Nathan, for you, was like he had to tell the and kids that's what it is. that the he judge, was willing yeah. to show his. There penis. has to be some like express like you have to say like I'm gonna something could happen here tonight. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Like if that happened before the game. Yeah, yeah. So if after the game he was like, yeah, a bunch of kids saw my dick. I don't give a fuck. I loved it. Yeah. And then that would be yeah. a problem. I hope the kids saw my, my penis yeah. during the football it's game. It's a good penis. Yeah. <laughs> this question comes to us from your friend and mine, the Zoobs from the Sportsfeld podcast. Yes. He asks, how many seasons will it take for Las Vegas to finish above the Canucks in the Pacific Division? Very real chance they do it in their first year, I'd say. Does yeah. that, is, is that one season then? Or is like they're that's almost like. It's the first season. It's, like it's one season. No, so they're not going to be one. in the league for this coming season, right. but the year after. I think they'll be ahead of them in like preview like power rankings before the season starts. You know what I mean? And there's Possible. a good chance that like Lawrence Gilman might be the general manager yeah. of that Vegas team. So Or assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, considering he's like smarter than the current Canucks front office combined, uh, that it won't take very long at all. <laughs> Should he be the manager? But even if he's not... They will probably finish ahead of Vancouver in their inaugural season. There's too many good players that will be left unprotected in the waiver wire, like waiver draft, I guess. That like they won't have any pure like you know stars off the bat. Yeah. Well, if Gilman's the GM, like they're not going to pick Dorsett or Spisa either. Ex- which exactly. Is hilarious, so. Exactly. So they'll have a good team, I think, pretty pretty early. Uh, we have a question here from Neon Wario, and he DM'd me to ask if I was going to ask the question on the air because he said he'll listen to the show then. <laughs> nice. All right. His question is, who is the foulest player in the National Hockey League? The foulest? Cam Fowler. Well, I, I, that's cheating, I guess. He capitalized foul, if that helps at all. I'm going to say Patrick Kane. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, like, who's just a garbage person. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Yeah. Far Evander away. Kane is pretty close, though, too, because there's, like, there's reports that have come out from that Chloe, uh, whatever her last name is, that playmate that's uh, alleged abuse against him. And he got into another fight, I think, at a bar yeah. in Buffalo, which, I mean, it's a bar in Buffalo. Yeah, what can you do? That's what it. That's what it's The bar is called have a fight. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I defended him from his critics in Winnipeg, but... Uh, well, they may he, have had he, a point. He makes it harder and harder as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's not going well for him. So thank you, Ryland, for that question. Yeah, that was uh, d- 
we answered it. Yeah. Mm, yes. So. Camber Weiss also writes in to ask if Harambe was a draft eligible <laughs> defenseman, oh, <laughs> what would Benning give up to draft him? To clarify, Harambe would have the size and weight of a gorilla, but also the hockey IQ and skating ability of a gorilla. <laughs> Well, and he's dead, too. Yes. Well, I think this is a hypothetical if he were still alive. I think drafting a gorilla on your team, if you could control the gorilla, yes. would give you a pretty big advantage. Like, if, he, if you could make sure he didn't kill anyone on your own team. Yeah. And he's like a six foot ten defenseman with, like, unbelievable strength. Yeah, he'll, The results he'll... he'd put up at the Combine would be untouchable forever no one would ever come close he is a gorilla (laughs) so this question is fucking stupid go to hell camber and everyone else he would not be drafted he's a fucking animal this isn't a movie if he played hockey he would be drafted oh for christ's sake he would not be drafted I think he'd get one of those like OHL. They don't have opposable thumbs. He'd get one of those. He wouldn't be able to hold a stick. He could hold a stick with his feet. No chance. Or his tail. Hold his tail. Then how's he going to skate? He'd hold a stick with his tail. So he's going to skate and hold the stick with his feet. Do gorillas have tails? No. No. Not big enough ones. They're not monkeys. Scratch that. Then monkeys wouldn't use his tail at all. I guess. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need. He's a gorilla. He would just rip someone apart on the ice. Okay. This is that's just a st- these are stupid questions. Donor to the show, Kalen B. Kalen is all hell. Writes, isn't it sort of weird how Golden State Warrior fans look past Andrew Bogut's loud endorsement of MRA bullshit on his Twitter? Wait, does he do that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I feel like I need to look up Andrew Bogut's Twitter. Right yeah, because that sounds great. Isn't he? He's like he's Australian, Australian, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So what is his MRA thing? That would be Andrew. The first result in Google is Andrew Bogut MRI because he's injured so often. But so uh, maybe that's it. Mm, okay. I don't really see anything about that. I'm. I don't. I don't know. Well, uh, I'm going to continue look looking at this. Twitter page. I guess he's probably just retweeted something like that, I'm guessing. He hasn't, like, full-on said... He's not, like, on the level of the guy who invented Minecraft. He's definitely Australian, though, because he says maths instead of math. Yeah. And he also says he did a poll about how politics shouldn't be during sports. And he, he used the word whilst. Yeah. He's definitely... He's very Australian. That's true, yeah. Uh, this is a question from Jimp Jorps, and I like this question. He asks, which minor Olympic event do you think deserves a major American sports league? I'm going to say handball. Biathlon. Handball's – have you guys watched a game of handball? No, handball's dope. Handball's really fun. And the, like, uh, the chipped penalties. Yeah. Those oh, are yeah. so cool. Yeah, handball's amazing. Yeah, so handball's I, I would great. say I would say handball. Look up a good, uh, like, handball videos on YouTube. You'll yeah, have, like you'll, a highlight You'll video. have a good time. Yeah, yeah I, it could be – I could see Americans being super into it. It just looks like he uses the term SJW as a yeah. pejorative quite a bit. He's, yeah. link, he's linked to YouTube videos about crazy feminists. His too, bio so. is easily triggered by SJW's privilege. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. So he may not be at full card-carrying MRA, but he may not also enjoy people having opinions. Yeah. So that's too bad. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> he says maths, though. So yeah. do we really care? I'd, I've never cared about Andrew Bogut. Why start now? <laughs> uh, this question comes to us from Ramsey's at Hey Malm Grown, who writes, how has Harambe's death affected your relationship with your girlfriend? She doesn't like the jokes. No. no. Really? No. 
I don't she's think probably she's like me. She's intelligent and understands how stupid this is, and also that it's sad. We're talking about a dead animal. Yeah, I don't but like, any but 2016 has been full of like terrible things happening and like deaths of beloved. Yeah, people. yeah. But my my excuse is that irony has just like poisoned my brain. But Th- this is too much. It's too many. This is how many song parodies is too many. This it's is a lot. This I did, is I did the one on that one tweet. Eight, well, they were song titles, but this is and the they were clever. Come on. This is the one celebrity death of 2016 that you can like latch on to and get some good mileage out of and feel know, good about it because it's just so oh, I don't feel good about insane it. that this dominated the discourse for like a full week when we were like, well, would you kill the ape or not? Would you let the, the boy die? We, we did it on this very show. Like, Do you remember that, John? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like any of it. Just everything about it is absurd, and also he has a funny name, so it's good. You know? the, I mean, yeah. The, I think if he was named, like, Jason. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent might be even better. <laughs> I don't like any of it. Should we, do, should we do one more non-gorilla question? I'm over it. Uh, Aaron at Bertovo writes, Does all the rampant bow-nose shit the Canucks social media always goes on about piss anybody else off? Which... That isn't probably the number one pisser about Canucks social media. Yeah, I think the number media. one pisser is the f- fucking 40 million tweets in a row about their schedule. Who with thought that was puns. a good idea? Like, I mean, I guess I got people talking about the Canucks. Sort of. And their Twitter account. Yeah. But in like the worst way possible. Like, it, it was like they had all those tweets lined up, but they didn't schedule them properly. Like you know, like if like it was it was supposed tweets, to go out like right before the game, like or, the game day itself, or, or, or like no, over the course of a week, like because to me that represents just like pure ticket sales desperation. That they are to so me it just represents people being stupid. None of the tweets were good. It's so difficult for them to sell tickets right now. Like you see billboards and bus stop ads and like everything for season ticket packages, which having to advertise season ticket packages on bus stops. I can't remember that from the Vancouver Canucks in a, like it's been a while for sure. At least like 20 years or so. Like, well, I think they first started like three years ago, pretty much once they had to hire Linden and they depleted their wait list. Yeah. I think that was when they started to, that was when they started to have to advertise. Yeah. But, uh, that's like but this, it's been very aggressive this season for sure. They they've hit like the lowest low they can possibly go in terms of like begging people to buy tickets with those save the date tweets. I still like those tweets better than like the LA Kings being like snarky and like hilarious, you know what I mean? Like yeah, at least I did c- like people being snarky at at the Canucks. Like who was it that was like uh yeah, we'll see you in 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> like every team that they did. That was Columbus. Columbus or Dallas was yeah, like was yeah. Columbus. all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know It was like, just so like try hard and stupid it was and so like, try hardy. It we just were, sums up the franchise. We were at me. the draft party with a uh, friend of the show, Sam Anderson, yep. who works in social media. Mm-hmm. And she was like, It's a it's a neat idea, but it seemed like they thought of it that morning because like none of the pictures that they chose were like that great. Like at least ten times they chose to promote themselves with like Derek Dorsett losing a fight. Also known as Derek Dorsett getting into a fight. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> half the photos you couldn't even tell, like, who was winning it from the photo. Like, you know, some of them were goal celebrations, and that's like, good. Yes, I want to go there and see that. But some of them were just, like, players standing around. So, yeah. like, 
Is Brandon Press still owned by the Canucks, or did they trade him? I think he's a free agent. Oh, he's yeah. a free agent. Okay. I'm surprised they they didn't get like a draft pick for his rights. Yeah, because <laughs> he's pretty sought he's after. Very good. He's comes really he's own, good in the room. Comes with his own T-shirt. You know what else is business. good in the room? A lamp. <laughs> if it's a nice lamp. Yeah, that's I have a nice oh, like lamp a rug. In my room. Yeah, really ties the room together. I like exactly. a lamp in my room. I like to read before bed. I would I would pee on Brandon Press though. <laughs> if he was on fire. Well, no, speaking of rooms. Being tied together by rugs. Oh, yeah. I see. Big Lebowski. Big Chalowski. Big Chalowski. Someone Photoshop that for me. The dude abides. Copyright uh, me. Whatever the abide is in Russian. Well, let me look that up. Our Pol- final Polish? question comes to Polish? us from. Polish? I thought he, he's not Russian. No, he's, well, he's Canadian. Is he Canadian? Dennis Chalowski? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Our he's final, like from BC. Our final question oh, really? comes to us from. Oh, for some reason I thought he was. Ohio uh, Celebrator. Were you, were you guys saying he was Russian? Sorry, Justin. Tom F. Hanna. Who writes? If Justin thinks oh, he okay. can push over so, yeah, a gorilla, Polish, maybe. does he th- also think he can out wrestle the dog from Russell Madness? Well, and, that's a different story altogether. And I think the most difficult part of wrestling Russell would like be finding a way to keep the dog down for a three count without actually killing it. You know, like because obviously I can punt that dog. You can just knock it out. It's though. a very small dog. Yeah. Yeah, but they they're bitey little things though. Jack Russells are aggressive. Yeah, you know, I think, and he he could squirm away from you too. I mean, I I don't know. This does not have it. as good of a ring to it. What's abide? <laughs> the the in, dude in abides. The dude possessor gak. Well, here, <laughs> play it uh, through there. We can hear what yeah, it says. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same ring. No, <laughs> not quite. Not Prestrigach. quite. I was hoping that uh, John was going to be infuriated by that final gorilla question, but it didn't really happen. Oh, Sorry, he's, I, wasn't, he's I wasn't listening. I was looking up the Polish thing. What was the question? Uh, it was just about me pushing, oh, pushing the gorilla, the gorilla down, down the stairs. stairs. And then what was and the... And then also wrestling a... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was fine because the it pushing wasn't really, the gorilla down the stairs... That wasn't the yeah. centerpiece of... Yeah, the, it's not like a yeah. Harambe yeah. question. It's just a like... That was more of a, a Russell Madness. All right. Exactly. Well, then our final, final question comes to us from Marlon the Man, who writes in simply... Harambe. <laughs> it's not really a question, but uh, well, you just wanted it, to say it. Isn't it life's great question at the moment? At the moment. <laughs> Harambe in Polish. But uh, Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's wrap things up, yep. gentlemen. It's time to uh, to get this thing over with, which means we're on the home stretch. Everybody's favorite segment, where we pick the things we actually like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I watched Ted in Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, this was a couple weeks ago, I guess, yeah. but I, I did watch it and I liked it. A I've lot. heard it's pretty good. It is. John Goodman's really good. Um, yeah. and so is you can edit this out. And I'm going to look up her Mary name. Elizabeth Winstead. So is Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fantastic as well. Um, and there's some good twists and turns. Though uh, I've heard like just the title alone having Cloverfield in it is kind of like a spoiler for the very end. Sort of, but not really. Like you still don't 100 percent know what it's going to be like at the end. Okay. Uh, what it's like outside of the bunker. They're in a bunker. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's a golf movie. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a golf war movie. It's like a, oh yeah, what was God. that one we were looking up? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. 
the the Indian golf movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Indian golf. No, it's, it's Passage good. to golf or it's, whatever. It's very claustrophobic. It's pretty scary. It's very claustrophobic. How can a movie be claustrophobic? Well, it's it's in a bunker. Yeah. The way it's just the way it's filmed, and John Goodman's very loud and angry, and I like him. Frightening. Yeah, he's great. And, he's good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Right on. Yeah, John, what do you like this week? Well, I'm going to recommend a book. Okay. Uh, I read this great book called Your Band. Your favorite band is killing me. I've heard about this by Stephen Hyden. Yeah, heard it's very good. He's uh, it's excellent. Yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, music critics. Uh, well, he wasn't even really a music critic for Grantland. More just like a music writer. I uh, just loved his writing style, and uh, so he's written a book. And basically, the the whole book is about band rivalries. So every chapter is about a different rivalry. So like the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones, Taylor Swift versus Kanye West, uh, Def Leppard versus Van Halen, et cetera, et cetera. And um, he just basically uses these band conflicts to think about what it means to like one band more than another, uh, how it affected his life, like these bands uh, coming up and and all this. And it's hard to explain really, but basically he's an excellent music writer. Uh, it's a really good look at... Uh, just different uh, different band stuff that you may not know about, cool stories about those bands, and then kind of a look at his own life through music and growing up. I think he's in his early 40s, uh, so just his kind of like experience with music. And yeah, I really liked it. So um, if you're a fan of music at all, I would totally recommend picking it up. Your favorite band is Killing Me by Stephen Hyden. And I am going to recommend a movie. Yeah, here we go from Netflix. Trailer. <laughs> oh Trailer. Teaser. Shit. TV oh spot even. It's 30 seconds long. It comes up on Twitter all the time. It's the 30-second TV spot for The Purge election year. Oh, my And I don't God. even need to see the movie because this 30-second teaser is, like, the best. The, maybe the best movie I'll see all year. Just that 30 seconds alone. Wow. Uh, High praise. If, if you're not familiar with the Purge series, I'm not. that's when crime is legal for 24 hours, one day a year, every year, in this fictionalized version of the United States where people apparently need to just murder each other for 24 hours, one day a year, okay. every year. Um, and this one, it takes place during an election year, as you might suspect. Uh, yes. And uh, Elizabeth Mitchell, who you might know as Juliet from Lost, if you watched Lost up to season three, plays basically... Basically like a Hillary Clinton stand-in. Okay. Her character might be called like Mallory Clamden or something. <laughs> I have no idea. That's a great name. But she, she just comes on and she's like, we must get rid of this barbaric purge. It should be outlawed. We have to get rid of it. And she's taking this big political stand right before the purge, of course. Right, of course. So then there's like a board of shadowy figure dudes who are like, uh, we got to get rid of this lady during the purge. <laughs> right. And then As you do. Uh, Frank Grillo, who played Crossbones in the Captain America movies, uh, he's back as Sergeant, which was his character from the Purge Anarchy. Guess who's he's, back? He's basically like Frank Castle, the Punisher. Okay. Uh, and he's awesome. And he's he, he just goes to Mallory Clamden and is like, uh, we got to get you through this purge. I've, I've lived through too many purges at this point. It's time we follow through with your plan to get rid of them. And he's out to protect her for the 24 hours. So uh, that's the teaser. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I love it. It's the greatest. <laughs> it doesn't sound so that good. I'm don't see the movie. You. Just watch <laughs> the 30-second TV Perfect. spot yeah, for the purge election year. And with that... That will do it.
for this week's episode. Our roommate is Brooke Halverson. Our intern is nobody. Yeah, we don't sponsor have any sponsors anymore. You dumb idiots. Um, and uh, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Austin Matthews. Uh, draft. Austin Matthews is going to be really good. Sort of the same thing. So that's why I said yeah. it. Yeah. The draft was not good i guess but well good it's good though. for some people yeah, bad for nice others for yeah. just yeah. like austin matthews will be good for some people and bad for yeah well fans toronto doesn't other play teams. vancouver that much so you guys will oh, be they're gonna right. destroy us for the next like 10 years possible yeah. would you kill jim benning if you could do murders legally for 24 hours I'm not even gonna i've learned my lesson i'm not gonna th- say that no he's a nice guy <laughs> it'd be tampering if you commented yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> i can't comment on uh, players i don't want to tamper and, the purge uh other league employees <laughs> that i would like to kill <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs>